This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Death Proof. Why? <laughs> Not so much, it turns <laughs> out. Yeah, uh, this movie came out in 2007 <laughs> as part of a double feature called Grindhouse, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino, written by Quentin Tarantino, starring Kurt Russell, Zoe Bell, Rosario Dawson, Others. Rose McGowan, Jordan Ladd, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Quentin Tarantino himself, Eli Roth. Eli Roth's the worst. He sure is. This was uh, my nomination, and I saw this in the movie theater with uh, the Grindhouse thing with, uh, I always want to say Plan 9 from Outer Space. It's not that. It's Planet Terror, (laughs) uh, which Robert Rodriguez did. So you saw it with the the trailers? It's a remake, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it with the trailers. I went with a uh, former special guest, Matt. Uh, it was like, a, I forgot how long that thing ran, like four hours or three hours and 40 minutes or something. It was yeah, pretty seriously. long. But it was fun. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. As with most Quentin Tarantino movies, I need a few viewings before I really appreciate it, just because there's so much dialogue and stuff. But once I sit down, like when I move with it, I get a little antsy. And when I sit home and watch it, I like it a little more. But I really do enjoy this movie. Both of them from Grindhouse, but uh, this one especially. So that's my history with it. Uh, Scott? Uh, saw this on DVD, I think, at your place, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did not see did not see this in the theaters. Um, at least I don't think I did. No, there's no way I saw the whole thing in the theaters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I greatly enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about certain aspects of it later uh, that are uh, if not iconic close to it and uh yeah just i love the whole idea of the the grindhouse kind of on purpose uh it, but it was it was still kind of a novel idea when this came out yeah all right mm-hmm. and alex um i saw them indi- individually like i saw planet terror first uh, somewhere, and I loved it, uh, and I didn't see Death Proof until tonight, really, and I also loved it. This movie's awesome, but yeah, a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember one of my Halloween parties back in the day. We had Planet Terror kind of running on a loop because I think it just came out on DVD, and I know a lot of you said that was like the first time you saw it, but I don't think Death Proof was out yet. I think they came out separately or something, but yeah. I do specifically remember us watching Planet Terror at one of my Halloween parties. All right. Uh, well, let's get into it. As usual, we're just going to talk about seven items um, from the movie, and I will go first. And we kind of already talked about it. The one negative I have is just a little too much talking at points in this movie. And I know it's Quentin Tarantino, and everyone loves his dialogue, especially he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's not that it, bad in this, by the way. <laughs> No, not yeah. I mean, he lives writing it, not necessarily acting in it. But yeah, just it, it, there's are a couple scenes where like, okay, I get it, but maybe it's because I've seen it a bunch and I'm just waiting for the the car chases or whatever. But 
little too much at times, especially when you have the whole setup with, you know, the first set of girls <laughs> setting everything up. All right, they're gone. <laughs> now let's do it all up again with these new girls. It's, I liked it. Just something a little bit too much for me. Um, it is it is interesting that he, you know, wrote this very dialogue-heavy movie, but where almost all the dialogue comes from women. Yeah. And I wonder, like, <laughs> if any of our female listeners look at this and just kind of roll their eyes when the women are, like, by themselves and talking and, uh, you know, it most of the dialogue doesn't pass the, the Betchel test or whatever it's called. The... <laughs> the Ludovico. Yeah, uh, it is. It is yeah. fun though. At least I had fun with most of the dialogue. Yeah, that's the one thing I was trying to think too. Is I know a lot of the times we're just talking about boys and stuff, but then there are parts, especially when talking about cars, the other girls. But yeah, no, it definitely strays away from that. But there's a lot yeah. of that too. Right? Exactly. Uh, let us know what you think, female listener. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So Scott. Uh, all right. Uh, my number seven is <laughs> I. This is uh, I guess it would be a negative, but just I couldn't help but notice uh, Tarantino and his goddamn foot fetish. <laughs> hey, that's my number seven too. Yeah, it's just all like he he really goes out of his way for this like. This must be his, I, I don't know if he would say this is his favorite movie if you asked him, but <laughs> it's it's got to be the one that's like on loop at his house. Yeah. I mean, I was watching it, and I'm wondering, at least he, he's setting up the, you know, the ending of the first set of girls with her legs always hanging out. And right, stuff, right, and, yeah. But still. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's not just the that girl, though. Like I know, Rosario <laughs> later. Yeah, the, the, the other girl, one of the other girls, just the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for Sayo Dawson. It's like, okay, you got to step around this dirty parking lot in your bare feet in the middle of wherever they were filming. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure they cleaned it up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think there was like broken glass or anything. But... <laughs> yeah. Just dodge the syringes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, once you know about it, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wiggle your big toe. <laughs> All right, Alex, so yours is the same? Number seven? Uh, yeah, right from the first shot. I mean, it's Tarantino. But I do like that, as gratuitous as it was, it, do, it does pay off at the halfway point of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Jeebus H, that was awesome. Yeah, we'll have more to say about that later. <laughs> or at least mm-hmm. I will. Um, yeah, me too. All right. Uh, my number six, and this isn't a negative, it's just... Negative. Uh, the grossest part for me in this movie, and it's uh, Pam's death. Um, what's her face? The red. Uh, what's her name? Rose McGowan. Yeah, Rose McGowan's death scene. Ugh. It is brutal. That's brutal. I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool, but it's one of those ones where I'm always like, even though I've seen it like I said 15, 20 times, I'm always like, ugh. The other ones I, I actually cheer for when they have it. Because, like, yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, yeah, your face got ripped off by the tire. Yeah. This one, I'm like, oh, it's gross. This The whole setup for that is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess you're going to be scared sooner. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to have to start getting scared right about now. <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, her bouncing around in that final 
you really have to be on this side of the car to get the benefit. <laughs> Bam! Her face into the dashboard, and then him look peering down at her, her last breath. Ugh. Ugh. Eebie jeebies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my number six. Death of Pam. Scott. Uh, my number six is, again, I I enjoyed the the grindhouse aesthetic in this. Uh, he, he does some interesting stuff with it where he he, he definitely flips it in the second half, uh, where it goes from the, the heavy grindhouse effects for the first part of it to the black and white to basically, like, I don't know, digital film. Uh, there's with the occasional throw-in of, like, the... I, I don't even know what you'd call it, the, but the yellow lines that go up and down, the, yeah. the degradation of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the 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 weird close-ups at times, like the amateurish, like the forced amateurish shots, um, the 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 exploitation part of it uh, it was all the way throughout the movie, and I and yeah, I liked it. How shots left and right. Yeah, but not just that, but how the the women turn bloodthirst at the end, and rightfully so. But you know, just they they can't just be like. No one's like completely good in this movie, except for, I know. Except for maybe the poor cheerleader. I we'll have more to say about later. Oh yeah. Um. So that degradation of the film and stuff. I know on Plan Nine, not Plan Nine, Jesus, Plan, <laughs> Planet Terror. So I don't know if you remember. I know we're not reviewing that movie, but there's a scene where the the sex scene basically with um, God, what's her name? Rose McGowan and El Ray. The guy, El Ray. Right as if it's about to happen, it just cuts to the to the next scene. Almost everything's on fire or whatever. And he goes, <laughs> and there's yeah, like that's... new characters. <laughs> yeah, but they're saying that was like deliberate because, and that would have been the part that was the most rewatched was the sex scene. So that part of the film got ah. worn out, and that happened a lot, I guess, back in the day when people would rewatch stuff. So the sex mm-hmm. scene was totally worn away because everyone just rewatched that part, and so that's why it's missing. That's why they edited it that way was his to yeah. do that. So yeah. Uh, my, my favorite, my favorite uh, of the like kind of grindhouse shots at the very beginning, where the the girls drive past the the Jungle Julia uh, billboard, mm-hmm. and then and then there's this jump cut to stuntman Mike. You don't know who he is yet, but his car just like pops into the frame. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Pretty good. All right, uh, Alex, number six. My number six is, it was kind of dumb and a bit gratuitous, but I liked all the callbacks to all of the other Tarantino movies. Uh, not only the, the same characters that he has in different movies, specifically like Kill Bill and the Sheriff and Son Number One, plus the uh, the uh, Adam Sandler's hillbilly buddy that's selling him the car, or he's trying to sell the car. and uh, But my favorite one, it's the mention of Big Kahuna Burger. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. don't you have a billboard next to that uh, Big Kahuna Burger? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. At, at the uh, at the bar that they're at, there's some big billboard in the background that says Pothead. Like, I wonder what like it was like kind of blurry. I wonder if it was like an ad for a movie or something. Hmm. Oh, there was old timey movie posters all over the place. Well, no, I meant well. I don't think it was a real movie. Oh, I see. 
But I, that's they why also, I'm curious to see like what the details in that poster were for the billboard. Yeah, they also mentioned the cigarettes, right? Isn't it like Red Apple? Red or Apple, whatever? yeah, yeah. Yeah, she mentions that. But I had a question. So the the big red ma- was the soda. <laughs> yeah, right. But what's that from? I don't know. It might have been made up for this movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that. Is that that's when like it turns color, right? Too. Like I thought, I missed something there. All of a sudden, when she gets the big red, all of a sudden, bing, everything turns color again. I, I was going to ask you guys about that. So you don't know if that, if that was a reference to anything or. Uh, I just think not. Yeah, not the big red specifically, but it is significant that it changes back to color. I think it was just a way to signify that okay, then we're starting the next like hunt or whatever. Okay. And then, but Alex, you said that the guy there to get the car from. I know it's the same actor, but is it supposed to be the same person? I think so. I actually have more to say about that in my next thing. Okay, then I'll wait. There you go. Where's um... Scott? What's your number five? It's the same actor. <laughs> it's the same character. <laughs> um. All right, so my number five now. God, I have so much. They're all I want to be my number one. But um, I guess I just go with uh, the heel kick at the end. Rosario Dawson's the post-credit sequence yeah. of Rosario Dawson just heel kick to the face, finish him style to Kurt Russell. Pretty awesome and gnarly. I remember when the movie was over, I was like, because it kind of ends quickly, right? They just go, yay! Yeah, and at the, the end. end. <laughs> and they play like, you know, it's directed by Quentin Tarantino. Then it pops back and she just walks up and just drives her heel right into his face. It's gnarly and awesome. He deserved it. Mm-hmm. I, I love, uh, I noticed this time when they get out of the car at the very end to, to kick his ass. Like, she's got her weird... Uh, like jean skirt, like hiked up, so that she can do that kick. Kicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, you know, it's the them kicking the shit out of him at the end, but specifically the heel, heel to the face. It's my number five, Scott. All right. So number five is, as Alex mentioned, the the, the Tarantino verse, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the all the callbacks you mentioned. Uh, However, it's it's kind of fucked up when you start connecting some of the dots. Um, so the the guy that they they borrow the the uh, what was the car again? A, a Charger? Challenger. Challenger. Yeah, Thank you. 1970 Challenger. Yes. With a 440. So 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 that guy is supposed to be, I think, the same guy from Kill Bill. Yeah, that gets his lip ripped off. Yeah, that. That basically rapes her in her sleep. Well, he almost gets there. Well, anyway, <laughs> Wait, he's not Buck. He's not Buck. Yeah, he's not so Buck. Yeah. Buck was the orderly, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah tell them. Okay. Now, don't hit her. She's she spits. So, they this guy is clearly unhinged, and they they leave their friend with him. Yeah, they're after friend. intimating that she's like a porn actress. Yeah. Like, it's super fucked up. <laughs> and the movie ends, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> yep. And I think she... I think she literally says gulp. I, I rewatched the scene a couple times when she wakes up, and he yeah. does the... Rrr. And I, I, I thought she, she says, just said, oh, no. I think she says gulp. 
I thought it was help or gulp. Yeah, I heard it the same. Yeah. I had like an ulp sound, but uh, yeah, that's just I don't know. It's it's kind of fucked up. So I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoy the mm-hmm. the uh, all the callbacks, uh, but not so much with the that that little gag, I guess. <laughs> all right, Scott, uh, Alex, number five. My number five is the butterfly poem that. Um, stuntman Bert Mike recites. <laughs> uh, it was a great, I think the best performance in this movie from Kurt Russell. It was amazing because he just starts, you know, reciting the poem and throughout this whole speech, he shifts his behavior and he goes from really smooth to like very hokey, like old timey when he's doing his John Wayne impression to really creepy and then back to smooth. It was it was amazing, amazing, seamless the way he goes back through those different moods, just in one like monologue. That was awesome. Yeah, it tells a lot about Stuntman Mike's character, especially when he got upset that they didn't get his name right or they didn't remember his name. Very telling, good character uh, storytelling right there. He calls her out on not having given the lap dance earlier in the day. Yeah. Right, how would you know that? I'm just good like that. <laughs> He's good. All right. Um, my number four is just I have just all the car chases. I just love the way they were filmed, especially like the POV with the the duck. I think it was a duck hood ornament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I just loved all that. Um, as you mentioned before, I'm not a big car buff guy, so some of it was maybe lost on me, but. I just love the way the cars sound. I love the the POVs and not, you know, I have more to say about the individual kill stuff later, but just the chases, especially the last one with the him chasing the girls. And then later on the girls chasing him all throughout. Um, I, I, I think I know it. It's like up in Santa Barbara or whatever it is. I remember it was in Tennessee. No, <laughs> <laughs> the movie told me, yeah, the it, was movie told me it was in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I can tell you. Are you guys gonna talk about Michael Parks later or no? A little bit. Okay, then I'll with start. the dual lightsaber. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> different Parks. Oh, yeah. Not to be related. Oh, maybe. Anyway, all the car chases, badass, and that car. Both those cars were cool. Uh, all of them. Yeah. Uh, seriously. Oh, except like the Geo that the first yeah. set of girls were driving. That was pretty terrible. <laughs> um, all right, Scott, number four. All right, so number four is Sheriff McGraw. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Along with son number one. Uh, I guess son number one is just wearing a T-shirt for no reason. <laughs> uh, Off duty. Yeah. Did, did, so in Planet Terror, did they ever explain why she hates her dad that much? I don't remember. They do, and I don't remember why. But I do, yeah, because she's... Those three are the only re- crossover characters, I believe. Yeah, Marley Shelton and the, the other two, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sheriff from uh, Kill Bill. But yeah, just how he breaks down the whole thing. Like, it was, it was very... Very fun piece of exhibition, eh, exhibition, Jesus Christ, of uh, exposition 
uh, explaining why Stuntman Mike's doing what he's doing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I could spend all that energy going after him or keeping up with NASCAR. Yeah. I'm not watching the NASCAR circuit. <laughs> But I sure as <laughs> I could sure do what is it as Jesus told so and so, just don't do it in Texas. Or I <laughs> yeah. forgot how the lyrics go, but oh, yeah. not the lyrics. The, he does it was. again. Sure yeah. as hell, make sure you don't do it in Texas. Texas. And then jump cuts to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. To uh, uh, what was the, the town again? Lebanon. Lebanon, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some significance there. <laughs> probably. Mm. But yeah, as you said, he's the same character from Kill Bill, but also from Dust Till Dawn. Yep. And I don't know if there's another one or not, but he's definitely Dust Till Dawn and Kill Bill and Planet Terror. That's cool. Where is Bill? Although that was a different character. Yeah. Where is <laughs> Bill? I like how the the guy's a son in real life too. Oh, is it? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Well, was, well, I don't know about that, but his name is Parks also. So I'm just assuming. Maybe he's Korean. <laughs> Parks. Oh. Jeebus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Ray Parks. Yeah, Son number two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, oh, so back to the, the daughter or the girl. She's the one in Plan 9 who has the kid who <laughs> shoots himself. Him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Gonna eat your brains and gain your knowledge. Right? <laughs> Yeah, she leaves the gun with him, and uh, yeah. whew, that might be the most disturbing thing out of both movies, by the way. Yeah. But I just remember that scene of him. I'm going to eat your brains and gain your knowledge. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four, as Jeff said, these are some cool-ass fucking cars. <laughs> I think the first one, uh, Death Proof car, is a Chevy Nova. It looks like a Nova, but I could be mistaken. Uh, the other one is a Charger, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. And I just then, know the one the girls are in the Challenger. Yeah, that's the Challenger. And then the Mustang that they were to, went to the convenience store with. That was awesome, too. Um, yeah, it was badass. And it was badass when he was explaining about what a death-proof car is and the way it's all set up inside. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking right now. I, uh, one was a Chevy Nova. One was a Dodge Charger. Yeah, those are those are Stuntman Mike's two cars. <laughs> I like cars. I'm Alex, and I like cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the girls were driving the the Mustang, and then the Challenger later. Nice. All right. Um, my number three is Zoe Bell. She's badass in this movie. For being a stunt yeah, girl, is. for being a stunt girl and not an actress, I think she acted more than adequately in this movie and just her doing all her own stunts in this, hanging off that car like that. Jeez, that freaking... was fucking crazy. Yeah, she, Nuts. I, I feel like she's like, you know, uh, was it, what's his name? Greg Grumberg or whatever that's supposed to be Abrams could like charm. Yeah. Like, she, she's clearly Tarantino's. Like, I know she was Uma's stunt double in the Kill Bills. What, what other ones has she been in? Do you know? Um, I'd have to look it up. I guess we, I guess we well, so uh, as like, she, she just like roles in Django and Change. I don't think she says anything, but she's in it. 
She's a character in that. Um, well, Hateful Eight, I'm seeing. Yeah, so she's in. Oh yeah, that's right. She's yeah, she's a big speaking role in that. Um, yeah. Anyway, she's great in this. Like I said, for for a non actress, she I think she has some de- pretty good dialogue in this. I thought there's some parts maybe it was a little. A little you could tell, but for the most part, and the story about how she knows she's like a cat always lands on her feet, and so it pays off later when she flies off the hood. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> it's hilarious when she jumps up like that. Um, yeah. The uh, little bit of trivia: the uh, the the friend that joins them at the end, that's driving the car, that that gets wrecked. Uh, the first four girls. Oh, um, yeah. she's uh, she was Daryl Hannah's stunt stunt person from Kill Bill. Oh, oh, she's the one that the director slept with. <laughs> no, that was Daryl Hannah's stand-in. Oh. Yes, so maybe that there was, was some. Jo- maybe that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> There's like in joke in the, in the movie. <laughs> well, I definitely thought that was Daryl Hannah in his previous movie was that. So I had a feeling it was something, but I didn't know it was that girl. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, she has a. I'm looking at her IMDb page right now. She has a shitload of uh, stunt credits. But I don't think the, her introduction, like in the car, it's kind of right, but especially when they're eating dinner and, or lunch and she's giving the other girl shit for not knowing the difference between an Aussie and a Kiwi. And <laughs> <laughs> I may be stupid, but I'm not bloody stupid. I don't want to buy it. I want to drive it. And then uh, just her, like when she, yeah, she survives and she comes back. <laughs> what happened to him? And she grabs the pole and. Kicks the shit out of him. We stabs him through the window with the yeah, lead pipe. Jesus, so cool, awesome. So yeah, Zoe Bell, awesome in this, and I love that Quentin Tarantino did that. Like someone who did so much for her in the other movies and gave her uh, some FaceTime in this. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's my number three, Scott. Okay, uh, so my number three is uh, Some Man Mike. Uh, okay. Could be, it could easily be number one or two. Um, and actually a thing that he does is in my, <laughs> it's up here, but just, uh, the character, Kurt Russell, um, takes turns being creepy and menacing hmm. and, and charming and, uh, creepy and creepy again, mostly creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah. but he's definitely playing against type here. Uh, and it, and it works and, I think you can tell that he's having a lot of fun with it, <laughs> and it shows on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he when he pops up. Well, I don't know about you, girls, but that was fun. What, I forget the exact line, but uh, uh, when yeah, but now I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> it's a blam. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, just like Alex pointed out earlier, like how he he keeps kind of switching. Uh, his his character up. Uh, yeah. It's good like stuff. When he's, when he's talking to uh, Rose McGowan and the other girls in the bar about the stunts that he's done and stuff. Yeah, like a normal dude, right? Like, Yeah. You guys heard any of these movies? It's pretty good. Stop Man Mike. Yeah. He's got the, the... Just a little bit too old to be at the club. Yeah, yeah. He's got the, the dumb icy hot jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> In the, in the like the outtakes, the bloopers when Eli Roth and the buddy are like making fun of him, 
All of a sudden, halfway through, Eli Roth just stops. He goes, oh, I'm so sorry. You're like my idol, and I can't believe I'm saying all these terrible things about you. <laughs> I loved you and the thing and all this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three, and this is this goes for all of Tarantino's movies. Uh, and this one's no different. Uh, everything, almost everything in this movie tells a story. There's always like a mention of something that pays off later. It, everything is with a purpose uh, in his films. Like having everything like 70s grainy and stuff like that at the first half and having it a bit clear in the second half. And uh, when Stuntman Mike is doing all that creepy stuff on the second half, it's all in black and white. But then it turn, it pops back into color. It's, you know, it's just visually even subtly you might not know that you're uh actually it's kind of like subconsciously you might understand it like your brain kind of makes a note out of all this stuff and later on there's like a a few like aha moments especially when you go back and analyze the movie but all that stuff is great um yeah the first half seeing all the girls and everything are more uh from stuff mike's perspective that's why he's heavily featured, but that's how he, you know he kind of views women, and you get a sense of like his motivations and uh, why he's got a boner, a murder boner for killing all these girls. In the second half, it's more about the other set of girls and their you know actual modern stunt women and in uh, modern movies and everything, but they still know their history. Like in the in the first half, I love this bit where stuntman Mike mentions that's like oh yeah you know this back in the old days with uh what is it bloody mary and and crazy larry the, the bloody mary and crazy larry days and then the girls in the second half actually mentioned those movies also, yeah like as part of their favorites and it, it, it's uh it's just neat like making the connections not only between both the halves but even like within one half or even in a conversation it's it's awesome yeah it definitely takes multiple viewings to fully appreciate these movies. Yeah. And then, so I wanted to, uh, not directly related to your topic, but so the first set of girls, he already has pictures taken of them and he, you know, he pulls them out and he creepily looks at them and puts eye drops in. Then the other girls, did he just accidentally run into them at the liquor store? And then that's when he starts stalking them from that point, or did he already have his eye on them? I think, you guys... I think he, it was like an opportunity, like act of opportunity. Yeah. Because he starts taking pictures of them. Exactly. So that's what my thought yeah. was too. So, he ran into them, so he started yeah, stalking them. He might have he might have left them alone if they weren't doing that stunt. Well, let them alone till later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But he wanted to teach him a lesson the way a real stuntman does things. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got shot. <laughs> oh god, just do yeah. it. Do it. <laughs> Hold on, we got more to say about that yeah, upcoming. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's right, just but... so fun imitating that part. <laughs> it is. Alright, well my number two is the the kill scene of the first set of girls. Um as Quintino does in all his movies, he had he has found a song that we haven't Quintino, heard in forever. I like it. What did I say? He said Quintino. Quintino. Quentin Tarantino. The music he has, that day D dozy Dutch Duggar and Stitch, whatever she says, and then that that song is playing, and 
the you know the girl's leg hanging out the window, and you just know, oh, yeah. it's gonna be bad. The anticipation, and then he just drives by them. You're like, okay, what the hell? And then you find out what he's gonna do, and then you get the all four deaths, right? Like he just replays it and see the death of each girl, and it's gruesome, but it's the bloodlust in me just loves it. Just <laughs> the girl's leg flying off is one thing, but like I said, the one girl gets her face the tire on it, and I, it's. It's nasty, but it's cool. I was not expecting that. You're expecting the leg thing. So I think you're like, when that happens, you're like, ah, then there's like even worse. Uh, yeah. And like I said, the music, just that. I remember when I saw that movie, the first thing I did is went home and downloaded that song. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and other, other parts of the movie, too, that the music's great. But that's the real one that that I like. It's such a happy song. And then that shit happens. So the, the death of the first set of girls is awesome. My number two, Scott. Uh, number two is the same. Uh, <laughs> collision in four parts. <laughs> yeah. The it was you know Chekhov's leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you guys pointed out earlier that you know they kind of set that up yeah. like from the very beginning. Uh, and here, here's the thing: I I didn't remember any nudity in this, and you know the violence is kind of sporadic. So I'm like, oh, I can I can watch this at work. And the very first scene is just the ass shot of, <laughs> uh, Jungle Julia. Julia. yeah, like which again is fairly tame. But I was like, "Fuck, I can't watch this at work because <laughs> I couldn't remember like anything similar." And then yeah, there's the whole lap dance scene. I doubt that goes on for like ten minutes. I don't think I could have <laughs> before it cups abruptly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't have had that up. So, uh, but yeah, the the whole collision. Um, yeah, there's, there's some great a gore there with the, the leg, uh, the tire thing's the worst. <laughs> like, that's very, uh, brutal and inventive <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, did you, did you guys catch the Wilhelm? No, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> like, as it's finishing and, and, uh, Stuntman Mike's car is flipping over, uh, you hear, you hear the Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So yeah, that, that's a a uh, whew, brutal brutal scene. Definitely worthy of a grindhouse double feature. Yeah, and and to think that like Rose McGowan, Morris McGowan's corpse is just laying there yeah, next to him too Jesus. this whole time. Yeah. It's like, oh god, it's messed up. Mm-hmm. I like right before that, the, you know, shit gets dark. He's like. Looking good, Cannonball Ryan. I'm not gonna fuck it. I mean, <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> that all stuff is funny. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is all the stunts. Uh, I couldn't pick. I mean, I loved the death scene in the beginning, but the stunt work in the second half was so freaking good. Her playing with ship's mast. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. For the car is insane. It was already crazy, but then with the cars banging around and her still being in the hood, barely grabbing on and everything, it was absolutely insane. I mean, was she just loose up there in the car? Did they have a harness like on the hood for her at least? Maybe. I'm I'm, I'm sure there was additional stuff that we couldn't see. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's still it's still a hairy stunt to be doing. Even if they were only going like. 15 20 miles an hour. God, still. Jeebus H, that looked really good. And it was in true uh, Grindhouse fashion. 
<laughs> like once the last uh they did the last hit while she was still in the hood you could totally tell that it was just a dummy <laughs> after they go off the road and stunt my mic stops really yeah you guys didn't catch that i don't know I don't, but might which part? like right before right he hits him for the last time and they both like spin out while they're both spinning out, if you take a look at the uh, Challenger, you can see that it's a dummy <laughs> with just a pink shirt on the car as they go off screen. And then you focus more on Stuntman Mike, and then he gets out of the car. It's like, well, that was fun. Oh. So like, don't... They, don't, they don't show we're getting thrown out of the car. Yeah, that, so that's... I swore the first time I saw us in the theater, you saw her go flying. But you never do, so it must have just been my imagination just thinking that I saw it. Because, yeah, I've, you don't see her fly, you just... You see them both spin out, and then you see his point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Uh, just to, I did verify that the the stunt scenes all t- that would took place in Tennessee were all like in Central California, like Los Olivos, Solvang, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, did they get some? Uh, I bet they got some pancakes at Solvang. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where the girls are having lunch, brunch. Mm. Mm. Possible. All right, uh, number one is Kurt Russell turning into a whiny little bitch. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Why? Do it. Do it. Oh, my arm's broke. My arm's broke. The best, the best part's the why. Why? <laughs> like, he gen- genuinely doesn't understand. <laughs> I was just playing I was around. just joking, yeah. Oh, but yeah, when he gets shot and he drives away and he pulls off to the side and he, God, he's pouring the, the wild turkey or whatever it was he had, in his, on his arm. Do it. Why? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Talk himself into uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And then he has a mouthful of it and he, all of a sudden he sees in his rearview Mary gets rear-ended by the girls. Oh. And then, yeah, when they pull <laughs> him out of the car. That's <laughs> broke. I broke. <laughs> oh, he kicked that shit out of him. Uh, best bitch turn ever. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys are saying all the creepy. He was doing all the those uh, acting, but yeah, this is where he really turns it on. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some Kurt Russell turning to a little getting his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. My number one, Scott. Yeah, same. Just that <laughs> that why <laughs> that he does is so good. Uh, you know, almost seemingly handily turns like this. What is almost two hours long movie into a comedy with that one line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, um, Alex. Yeah, it's a sweet comeuppance. <laughs> all right, number one. Especially, I love it when he's like, <laughs> when he thinks he, he like rams him into the road that goes up the hill a little bit. And he's like kind of relaxing a little bit. He's like, "Oh, it's about damn time!" <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! <laughs> and he's actually smiling right before. He's just like, "Don't be a dead end! Don't be a dead end!" He's like, yeah. "There he is!" And then, wham! Slams his car. Oh, that was awesome! And yeah, just the. They, they, uh, if you guys notice, they beat him up a lot like they beat up uh, the bride in Kill Bill. Huh? Do you actually see die. the beating in Kill Bill? Yeah, and a little bit with the, anima- the animated sequence. 
Yeah. Ah, okay. But it's kind of the same with three people around just... Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't... It's a lot more satisfying. It's a lot more satisfying with the uh, stuntman Mike. Yeah, he, I do, I do the... like how it ends with the, like... Super Sire Dawson's, like, jumping in the air. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the end. Mm-hmm. Blam. Um... Yeah, it's Kurt Russell's Kurt Russell, and then he turns into a little bitch. So, speaking of, all right, anything else? I'm going to add, I have one honorable mention. It's not even a, I just want to ask you guys a question. The scene where he's, right before he does the butterfly speech, and he's talking, and all of a sudden he, like, has to sneeze, but he doesn't. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I thought that was just him being a weirdo. <laughs> I don't know, it, just, it was so awkward, like... <laughs> Uh, okay, so now you guys, nothing more than that? Um, I was thinking about the time, like, maybe that was to show that he, like, I, I just had, like, a weird thought that he, like, couldn't sneeze properly because he's been in accidents before, he's a stuntman or something, I don't know. Not, nothing really good. <laughs> okay. no, no real good reason. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Maybe uh, he just couldn't sneeze. And Tarantino was like, oh, let's keep it in. <laughs> it could be. All right. Anything else to add? Nope. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, as usual, we rate this movie on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. I will go first, and uh, I have to give it a six. It would... <laughs> I think I don't think a Quentin Tarantino movie falls below a six or me. It would probably be... Yeah, seriously. In the middle sixes of his movies, but maybe I don't even know. It's a solid six. Like I said, I own it. I've watched it number numerous times. Uh, the length of it is really nice too. It's a quick, fun watch. Um, usually around Halloween time, I try to get this one into both of the Great House movies. Um, so yeah, easy six for me, Scott. Uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. Um. Just when comparing it against other Tarantino stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll give it a 6-2. This is easy watch. Like I, I do enjoy the dialogue. Um, there's some, you know, again, grade-A gore on display here. Uh, just the, the payoff at the end, though, with, with Kurt Russell. <laughs> so good. Uh, that, that, that keeps it from going any lower. Okay. Uh, before going to Alex's, that was one one question I also wanted to ask you. When you the first time you watched it, did you think he was going to get his comeuppance, or the, those girls were going to get it too? <sighs> before she shoots him, I mean, at that point, right, is when it switches. But like up until that point, were you genuinely scared for Zoe Bell and the, and the um, girls in that car? Yes, like I, I obviously didn't think it would turn out the, quite the way that it did. Um, but yeah, I didn't think they were automatically dead, but yeah, I thought like, oh shit, like that. Yeah. They're in trouble. I thought at least Rose McGowan was going to be like the lone survivor that finally gets revenge for everybody. Kind of like a horror movie. Rosario Dawson, you mean? Yeah. That's what, who did I say? Rose McGowan. Oh yeah. Didn't she she... survive? No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) She got double death in that movie. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I remember when I watched it, I I was like, these girls, I had no concept. There was no thought of revenge in my mind. Like, they're all dying in this movie. And then afterwards, I'm like, well, yeah, most horror movies, 
the bad guy does get it in the end. But when I was watching it, up until the point he gets shot, I was like, yeah, Zoe Bell's done for. And these girls are going to get it too. So, interesting. All right, Alex, what's your score? Uh, six. This movie's uh, fantastic. Uh, even though it's dialogue having everything like every Tarantino movie, the payoff is worth the wait for everything. Plus, I mean, it's not entirely boring with all the dialogue because you get little bits and pieces of a story and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of character with you know every conversation and every interaction with every other character so yeah it's a six all right very good all right well our crossover movie uh, moment the crossover moment i haven't done that in forever <laughs> yeah i know we have a whole section for it now <laughs> uh crossover list is top stunts in movies considering stuntman mike was uh the, it's the antagonist this, whatever <laughs> you want to call him um so yeah top stunts in movies and for me i just i don't know what's a stunt what's not i just thought that verb is very memorable to me is what i put on here and it didn't have to be great but just something i knew that was a real stunt and not cgi um, and so I will go with one that is, it's, well, it's two, and I don't even know if it was supposed to be a stunt, but one was, one was, and it's, uh, from Conan the Barbarian, Conan running away from the tack, from the dogs, the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he doesn't quite make it the first time if you watch the outtakes. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I remember... Um, I do remember Alex and I watching that over and over again for like two hours straight. Oh, it's worth <laughs> it. Laughing more each <laughs> each time. Yeah. And even in the commentary, it was like, yeah, he had a drug trainer with these dogs, but he didn't have that good of control of them because they bit him too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yay, yay. Oh, man. God damn it. Um. So all of that, and also in combination one is the arrow shot of the snake, where they talk about it in the commentary, how it was actually John Milius who shot the arrow, it was supposed to be Subutai or whatever, and shoot the arrow when it had Conan or Valkyrie, or not Valkyrie, uh, what's her name before she's Valkyrie? Valeria. Valeria, yeah. So that was like, he said, yeah, I, I was really shooting a live arrow next to my lead actor, or actress, so that's pretty crazy. So both of those count as my Code of the Barbarian number five. Yeah. Scott. Okay. Number five. Uh, kind of with you, Jeff, is like, okay, this is stuff I that came to mind. Uh, so Ong Bak, uh, Tony Ja jumping through barbed wire. Oh, nice. That one's a good like, one. <laughs> I was rewatching a clip of this, and it's super choreographed, but who gives a shit? Like... I don't care how choreographed it is. That is that shit's not easy. And and you know, of course, I could have put up like five different Jackie Chan stunts in here. Uh but uh this this one stuck out. Yeah, he there's a a loop of uh a coil of barbed wire that dudes are carrying across the street for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> they were they were uh, right in front of the guys that are holding up a big pane of glass. Yeah, that was coming out next, and behind the fruit stand. Yeah, right in between. <laughs> and he just he doesn't even. That's the crazy part. He doesn't like dive through it. He he goes feet first, and just kind of tucks himself in a little bit to get through this thing. And the the hole is yeah. like maybe two feet in diameter, maybe. 
is touch your toes. Yeah, is is it was a bonkers stunt. I don't think I've ever seen this one. Uh, oh, put it on your list, Scott. Ong, Ongbok. Ongbok's worth a watch. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got wigs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five, and for my list, since Stuntman Mike was a, a, a stunt driver, I try to keep it to uh, driving stunts or car crashes. So my number five is from Blues Brothers. And... This movie is completely insane with the car chase and like there's at one point like towards the end like a 20 I could have sworn it was like 20 car pileup of just cop cars just <laughs> yeah. ramming into each other going upside down and then after there's a big pile there's still like a couple more cars coming up it's it's insanity. Didn't that movie set some kind of record? Yeah, probably. Yeah, for most cocaine done on the set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was only Belushi. I was just like Carrie Fisher. Ooh, it's going all around from mm-hmm. from 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 from, from the script to the screen. <laughs> all right. Well, my number four. I'm going to stick with the Arnold theme here, and it's um, <laughs> Commando. Repeat, Commando. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Alex! <laughs> Shouldn't have laughed at that. So almost all of the like the stupid stunts when he's uh, you know taking out the the compound and you can see the little airlifts launching the guys in the air and everything I love all that <laughs> little trampolines. <laughs> but the stunt that always gets me and I didn't notice this until like my two hundredth viewing <laughs> of Commando uh-huh. is I think it's the death of Dan Hedaya's character when he falls off the balcony he gets shot with the shotgun like a hundred times or whatever and then he. Backs up against the ledge on the balcony, flips. If you watch the scene, he there's a guy falling, and he is an inch from the ground before they cut away. That guy fell on the ground, and it did not look like there was an air mattress there. And I'm going to say that guy's badass, whoever that stuntman was. Yeah. Was was being story. the uh, operative word there. Yeah. <laughs> it was for, only a single story, but still. For a split second there, Jeff, I thought you were going to say the, the stunt from Eraser, when Arnie does the two-and-a-half gainer. Off the second story and lands on two dudes. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I don't remember Eraser very well. I will see if I'll I can put, find that I'll clip. Put that on my list. I'll see if I can find that clip because that is the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Anyway, but yeah, Commando is a bunch of them. the guys swinging from the uh, tube, whatever that is in the mall, landing on the elevator. That's a cool stunt. The the feat uh, of strength when he shakes off eight dudes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pick it up the phone booth and shake it out slowly, all that stuff. But that stunt, like I said, it's oh, it's so badass. The guys, I I don't know how they did it because it did, there was no math there. I think a guy legitimately just fell on his head, and that's I how they did the it. The cushion was like underground, and they just put astroturf over it so it looked flat. It, that's probably, but it looked good to me. Like yeah, I don't think d- they did. It does look good. <laughs> yeah, the stunt the stunt deer they use, very good. Yeah. So, Commando, number four. Uh, Scott. Number four is the, the uh, I don't know what to call them, but the pole riders from Fury Road. Oh, that's good. I didn't even think about Fury Road. Oh, dang. Those are, talk about bonk- bonkers uh, stunts. The whole fucking movie pretty much mm-hmm. qualifies. But I, I, I thought about the, the dude, the long johns, and the, the, the flamethrowing guitar. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that necessarily... <laughs> 
qualifies as a stunt per se. Oh, that's a stunt. <laughs> if it does, then that's number one. But anyways, my number one. <laughs> but uh, in this case, the uh, the pole riders are they 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 just use momentum to swing the pole over to, to land dudes on the cars as they're going by. At you know, even at stunt speed of I don't know, again twenty. 15, 20 miles an hour to make it look fast. Like, that's still fucking nuts. That real human beings yeah. are doing this shit and it's not CGI. And, uh, it's just fucking cool. I don't know how else to describe it. It was mm-hmm. badass. It was. That whole movie. In this day and age when you can CG everything but you still do stunts, that's awesome. So I think, mm-hmm. like, I, I, from what I understand, the only CG in the movie was really, and maybe them cleaning up some shots was the the storm stuff. Like, all the actual, like, cars and shit like that, and jumping from cars to cars and vehicles, that was all practical. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, background, filling in, like, canyons yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, Like, the, the weird storm, they couldn't just make that happen, so. Nice. I know we did Fury Road, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. But did we do Road Warrior? I don't think we've done Road Warrior. I don't think we've done Road Warrior or... Uh, uh, the OG Mad Max. I thought we did the... Thunderdome, Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> but the first Mad Max is a hard watch. Tokata! <laughs> Road Warrior, though, I love. We should do that one. All right. Um, Alex, number four. My number four, and this is like kind of a short scene, but it's very meaningful. In the at the end of No Country for Old Men, where he's coming out of the house at... Uh, He's checking his boots and everything, and it's oh, such a chilling scene, and he gets in his car, and he starts driving away, and you think, oh, this motherfucker, and then as soon as he hits, a car hits him and everything, it's like, yeah, comeuppance, but nope, nope. comeuppance interrupts. Nope, us. that was the point of that, like, I've heard many, like, people try to explain that movie, or read different people explaining that movie, and the one thing that I think is actually true, and I think, uh... Guess the show Wade said this, and it makes sense to me. Is the whole point of this movie is that the universe does not give a shit about you, yeah. <laughs> whether you're good or bad. Like it's just going to grind you down because it's the universe. Mm-hmm. That that goes to show. Yeah, he he uh, just gets out of the car, limps, starts limping away, gives a kid like a, I don't know, twenty, fifty bucks just to keep quiet, and then he gets away with it. Yep. Friendo. You know why he checks his boots, right? Yeah, because he stepped in gum. Yep. Lots of gum in Texas. Mm -hmm. Red gum. Red gum. (laughs) That's funny. I remember the boots. I remember that whole, you know, the scene before when he's talking to her. I don't remember the car accident afterwards. It's like the very last thing that happens. And I can't even tell if it was because he fucked up or somebody ran the stop sign or whatever it was. We had, they, they collide. And the it looks like the other dude is at least unconscious, if not dead, even though they weren't going that fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his arm's like broken, and he gets the shirt from the kid to make a tourniquet for himself, and just mm-hmm. kind of limps off. Like Alex said, because it, it, then he crashed because uh, Chief Wiggum was walking down the street with donuts. <laughs> I got donuts. <laughs> hey, I know you. I, I know you. It's like the <laughs> spiders caught himself a couple of flags. <laughs> All right, uh, on to my number three, and this is from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's Indy going under the truck during the chase, truck chasing with the. That is a pretty back. rad stunt. Um, 
he's hanging from the grill of the of the truck, and the guy's trying to ram him into the Damn, the one Nazi's trying to ram him into the other Nazi, and he just goes underneath the truck, holding on to the whatever he's holding on to down there, exhaust ports and whatnot. <laughs> the Samo, Samo flanges. <laughs> yeah. Flux capacitors, whatever else yeah, is in the car. Whatever, I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> and just, yep, does it. And that was definitely done by a real stunt guy. And there was a groove cut in the ground to make it easier and not as dangerous. But yeah, awesome. Oh, that ruins the whole thing. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jeff. So Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark is my number three. Scott. Uh, number three is uh, a, a, again a, a nuts nutso stunt from the seventies. Uh, James Bond, Man with the Golden Gun. They fucking take a I don't know, Trans Am. I'm, 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 I'm I don't remember the car exactly. They do a fucking corkscrew jump. They they're supposed to be in Thailand and they go up this bridge that is corkscrew shaped. The car flips over and then lands again on the other side of the the jump. This gap, like, this is like a one take only kind of stunt. Like, <laughs> you get it right the first time and you've won something else. But the uh, the guy fucking did it. Whoever's driving that car, like, awesome. it's worth. It's definitely worth a watch because it's like, yeah, he's just coming at the right angle and they 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 figured it out somehow. It's like, okay, you need to be doing this fast. You need to be the the ramp needs to be this angle, and you'll flip, uh, you know, you'll rotate completely, and then land again safely on the other side. Like, it, it's a ridiculous stunt. So you think they did it in the first take? They had to have. There's no way. Why not? Just get another car, another stunt man, do it. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was the '70s, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've never seen. I haven't seen many Bond movies, but. Yeah, man with the golden gun. Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Peter, I can't get up these damn steps, Peter. <laughs> I I know what I know what it sounds like when you stab a man, Peter. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Lee. R.I.P. Man, the real deal. Seriously. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is from Terminator Two. And there's a lot of great stunts in this movie, but the best one, by far, in my opinion, is when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, the stuntman, goes off this huge jump into the, uh, what was it, canal? LA, LA River. River. Whatever. It's dry and everything, and then all of a sudden, a gigantic semi does the exact same thing with the T-1000 driving it. It comes down. Oh my gosh, and it was all in slow-mo. I mean, you could tell that that wasn't Arnold, that was a stunt writer and everything, but you didn't care. The stunt was amazing. It's, ugh. Let me correct you there. The semi was down there first, because it was chasing John Connor, and then then Arnold jumped down. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, John, John goes into the riverbed, and he thinks he's safe, and he looks over his shoulder, and then... The T-1000 drives a semi over. Oh, dang. This whole time I thought it was chasing him. All right. I'll rewatch the movie. Still. <laughs> oh, it's both. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Sl- uh, dumb question. Do you think people uh-huh. that, like, are unfamiliar with L.A. when they hear L.A. River, that they think there's an actual river? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe. 
do you do you remember when Conan came to LA for the first time when he had the Tonight Show for a year, and the very first thing he did was explore LA, and him and Andy went swimming and fishing in the LA River. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, for for our listeners, uh, it's not much of a river. No, just the it's a flood channel basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's big though. Yeah, it just there's almost never any water in it. Like the Santa Ana River. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to my number two, which is... I have pretty much every Jackie Chan thing ever. I wasn't going <laughs> to pick. But I did pick one, and that's the one where he... Ah, now I forget the movie. When he jumps on the light pole and slides all the way through the glass and burns his hands and all that junk. It's pretty nuts. What movie is that? Uh... Oh, damn it. I remember the stunt. It wasn't I forgot that that wasn't Rumble in the Bronx, was it? No, no, no it's no. not Rumble in the Bronx. It's not uh, who am I? Yeah, definitely but, not who am I. Um, yeah. Anyway, you guys know the stunt. He yeah, jumps, yeah. And he slides like three levels of glass and electricity, and he it's the pop. The, yeah, the the bulbs are popping the whole way down. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about another one that was like one take only, because <laughs> we're not doing this shit again. Uh, <laughs> but. Everything Jackie Chan. It's not even fair to pick one of his things. Just yeah, um, you know who who am I when he's sliding down the building? Oh, or when yeah. he does the, the parkour, like when he's fighting the two dudes at the end. Some good shit. Yeah, there's little ones where they don't look that bad, but like when he's like jumps and like slides through tables and stuff, but he just gets caught in there and hits his nose or face. Like just like Jesus, like in the, all the outtake <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Or was it Rumble in the Bronx when he jumps off and he breaks his ankle? Remember that one? Or when he gets caught in the shopping cart? Yeah. I just remember on that one, he on the speedboat or something, he jumps and he breaks his ankle. And the next scene, oh, yeah. he's doing the water skiing with his with his cast on. It didn't stop him. <laughs> they put a, a sock that's painted like a sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, Jackie Chan's my number two. Uh, Scott. Uh, number two, going back to James Bond again. Uh, another just fucking insane stunt. Uh, even, even if they cheated a little bit on this one. But uh, in, in Live and Let Die, uh, they had a stuntman, like, straight out of fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. They they had a dude, like, use crocodiles. Piano on him? They had guys use, like, run over crocodiles, like, as a bridge. Jesus. Like, so the, so it goes that they had these Crocs sedated, but still, <laughs> you can see in the, in the if you watch the scene, you see the last one like really snap at him, because apparently it wasn't uh, sedated enough. But yeah, he basically runs over like four or five of these Crocs that are just kind of lined up, and yeah, he just fucking steps on them. Like, I don't know how how deep the water actually was, but yeah, he gets the stuntman. You see the stuntman basically run across the water using these Crocs. Crikey. Like, it was the balls on that guy. <laughs> Seriously. Like getting your nuts bit off by an alligator. That's the way I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the video where it's like at a, I don't know, it's a croc or an alligator. It's like, uh, say, let's say it's a croc farm and... Someone, Croc-o-gator. And there's a bunch of them, right? And someone throws a piece of chunk of meat out and it's like... It happens to land next to an alligator's leg who's not paying attention. And this one just 
bites the meat and it gets the guy's the other alligator's leg in his mouth and it does that chomp and then like death roll and it just rips the other alligator's leg off <laughs> Jesus no Christ. big deal like in one quick turn it goes whoop, got the food and the thing's leg other fox leg oh whoops <laughs> yeah. I never felt that felt bad I never threw that felt bad it was like random tourists <laughs> no. I'm sure the guy running the thing was like ah, don't worry about it it happens all the time <laughs> mm-hmm, I reckon yeah, he's going to sell them to restaurants for meat now alright uh, Alex number two my number two is uh, Mad Max 2. Just amazing at the very the chase at the end. It's awesome. You say uh, Fury Road or which one? No, Mad Max 2. So Road Warrior. Yeah, Road okay. Warrior. Okay. Where they're driving the tanker truck and cars are slamming into it and whatnot. Some drags a cart. They, they get dragged behind. Uh, <laughs> People climbing up all over. There's like a ton of stories of injuries on the set and everything throughout that whole chase. It's amazing. Yeah. I like at the very beginning when you see that when he comes across the base and you see that, you know, they're attacking it and just motorcycles jumping across it and explosions happening. So cool. Yeah. And that the best stunt was the guy tries to catch the, 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 the feral kid's boomerang and loses his fingers. <laughs> yeah. uh. He gets laughed at. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one. I just have to do this because it's on brand. Uh, Luke and Leia swinging across the bridge in Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> For luck. For luck. Not the greatest stunt in the world, but from what everything I've read... Luke was in a harness, Leia was not, or Carrie Fisher was not, so she's just hanging on for dear life, and even though it's only a couple stories up, that's still crazy, and it's just, yeah. and this, if you hear the the harness snapped when the stuntman was doing it, and Luke, or Mark Hamill's like, what the hell, and he's like, oh no, uh, that was just my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, she had, Luke was in the harness, uh, she was not. I don't know. I had to pick something Star Wars, so I did that. I could have picked the guys jumping headfirst into the Sarlacc. I was not going to do that. And then the other stunt would probably be the guy who put on uh, Lando's cape. <laughs> I don't know. What about Peter Mayhew, Tarzan, swinging onto the ATST? Um, no. <laughs> That's my Tarzan, so, by the way. That was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Alright, Scott, number one. On. Uh... My number one is one of the original stunts. Uh, I d- don't know the name of the actual piece that this is from. Um, if you go all the way back to, I think, the 20s, uh, Buster Keaton, where he has that, that stunt that, that always pops up uh, in different things uh, because it's still an amazing stunt, is he has the front of the house fall on him, but he's standing in just mm-hmm. the right spot, so there's an open window. Yeah. And so... The, the window falls over him so that he's okay afterwards. Or like, this is the 20s, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. This is before SAG. I'm, yeah, Physics I'm, was in its infancy. Yes, yes. They, they hadn't figured out that, <laughs> that, yeah, that you could get hurt doing this shit. And uh, I'm sure Buster Keaton put some thought into it. Uh, better <laughs> but But I'm saying, yeah, like Alex was saying, there, there weren't really anybody on... There wasn't anybody on set to ensure the safety of anybody or anything. Uh... 
yeah, they, they figured it out. It's like, okay, you just stand in this one spot, and when the house falls, you'll be okay. And yeah, give it's still like just a facade for this the set, but I'm I'm still guessing like I don't know. Did they even have fucking uh, drywall back then? Probably not. So yeah, it's probably just straight up wood. Maybe maybe plywood, but enough to to murder him if the house <laughs> fell on him. So yeah, yeah he, he did some other crazy stunts too, like way back then. Uh, like him on the train. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, the logs and everything. Yeah, just crazy. doing some crazy shit way back before people thought to really <laughs> make it a profession doing that stuff. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Buster Keaton, with the house falling on him. The falling house, as it were. And Steamboat Bill Jr. There you go. <laughs> I have this honorable mention, because I've always seen the highlights, but I've never actually seen the movie, so I didn't put it on my yeah, list. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't think yeah. I have either. Uh, but yeah, it's on every Hollywood montage. <laughs> Alright, Alex, number one. My number one is just Fury Road. This, all the car stunts, they're amazing. And like you guys said, in this world of CGI and things making it... I mean, CGI is great. It's starting to look a lot better. And it's, you know, safer, obviously. <laughs> but the fact that they just went with all practical stunts for all the cars. And, yeah, the the pole swinging guys and the, the flamethrower heavy metal guitarist. <laughs> just everything is, is amazing. It's like Fury... It's like... Road Warrior, but then turned up even more, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I had the, the, the movie's movie nuts. Yeah, the movie is nuts. And yeah, I, you know what's funny is all the stunts that we talked about. I'm sure there's so many we don't even know are stunts that are dangerous. We won't even think about. Remember that guy died in, on Walking Dead last year from a simple. I don't think it was a stunt. It was he was getting ready for a stunt and he fell off the roof or something? Like just so much Jeez. little. Didn't uh. What's it? John Landis have one of his kill a stunt man or something? Oh, his 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 thing is fucking horrible. The I, I forget what he was filming, but it was like a helicopter, and uh, the helicopter flew too close and killed like a couple kids and a stunt person. Jesus, like, yeah. like, yeah, that, that was super fucked up. Um, all right. Well, on that note, uh, yeah. I had a couple honorable mentions. I had every Dukes of Hazard jump. We're gonna yeah. get them Duke boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give some props to Tom Cruise and all his Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Specifically, I love the Dubai walk on that giant building. Just him running in any of these movies. It's always a great stunt. <laughs> yeah. Man's built to run. <laughs> um, any honorable mentions or are we done? Yeah, honorable mention to uh, <laughs> Windy City Heat. <laughs> There's a great gag involving uh, a stunt. <laughs> well, the whole movie is just a practical joke they played on this one guy. And they're like, he does something horrible. And it's like, oh, do you want us to get you a stuntman? It's like, yeah, I want a stuntman. This is awful. And then the next thing is like he's supposed to have a sex scene with this super hot girl. But they bring in the stuntman. Because... <laughs> Technically, in film, sex is a stunt. <laughs> so he's like, wait, wait a minute. He's like, no, you want to stunt me. We have to have it now. We should do uh, Windy City Heat. Yeah, we should. I haven't seen that movie in years. Never heard of it. 
It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So we went to this little hole-in-the-wall Mexican place that I'd never been to before. Uh, Taco Bell. Nope. (laughs) Del Taco. It's on my way home. (laughs) It's called Taqueria La Perla. The fart? Perlas. Not not pedo. Perlas. The dog? Dog tacos? (laughs) I was going to say that next. No, that's in Mexico. And they had a soccer game going on. Ooh. And Italy Italy got destroyed by Portugal. Three to zero. <laughs> wow. And the tacos were amazing. <laughs> come, come see when we decide which is the greatest country in the world once and for all. Mexico or Portugal? Or Portugal. <laughs> I think it was Bariaga too that scored the winner. Bariaga. Bariaga dos. Eriaga. Aruglia. Pizzosa. <laughs> Pizzosa. <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do a little downer here. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but R.I.P. Tyler Skaggs of the Angels. <sighs> yeah. Um, one of the, if you guys don't follow sports, one of the pitch, Angels of the pitcher, pitcher from the Angels died in his hotel room. No one knows why. Yet. 27 years 27. old. Right. That's yeah, just not supposed is. to happen in 27 years. We don't know yet. We don't know the reason why yet. Um, and they say no foul play, so either you know unknown condition or maybe OD'd on something. We don't know, but sucks. Way too young, great pitcher, big loss for the Angels in the community. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Um, so just to follow up on the Skags thing real quick, um, it was you know. I know a lot of people don't like sports, and that's fine. You know, obviously people like whatever they like. Sometimes some really cool shit happens in sports. The, the Angels' first game back at home, so arguably their their most emotional game after the, the one that right after, um, you know, the thing that happened to Skaggs, they no hit the team that they were playing against, uh, and they were all wearing his. Jersey and they're all wearing too. his jersey, and like Mike Trout went out on his first pitch, like fucking crush the ball like and he usually doesn't swing first pitch like like he wanted to do some damage like that's not him like that's not how he usually how he plays um yeah it, it was like just kind of eerie actually uh but uh not in a bad way i guess mm-hmm. um but yeah like no hitters usually a lot of this don't happen for them to go out and do that it was uh yeah it's it's just crazy yeah, one thing following another. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, on to lighter fare. Um, so I saw Spiderman far from home. Uh, so I know Jeff's seen it. Uh, Alex, I'm assuming you have not seen it yet. Which one? Spider-Man Far From Home. No, I saw that. Oh, you did see it. Yeah. And Jeff saw it. Right? Jeff? Jeff? I don't think he saw it. Uh, no, I, I think he, I think I he took he his wallet. Said he did. Yeah, I think he took his wallet. I think he took his wallet. It's okay. No CPR. <laughs> what CPR? Well, this is going to turn yeah. into the episode when Jeff ran away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Why? I can't podcast Why? anymore. Oh. Do <laughs> it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> 
Jeff. Are you there, Jeff? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Awesome. I loved it. It's great. Oh, there you are, Jeff. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Hey. I tried to take a quick drink. You tried. What did I miss? So I was Spider-Man. Scott, did you like it? I did like it. Uh, Good. Um, got to my local theater. Uh, had uh, got there a little early, so I had plenty of time for a blowout in the. Uh, uh, not not in the handicap style, but. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm just saying I had to get I had to get like the pregame in. Like I was, I was serious about seeing this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Uh, you know, without, without spoiling anything, um, I know there'd been a lot of talk online about how this was kind of like the last of phase three and that's kind of supposed to finish that off. And I don't know about that, but, um, it, I think I feel kind of like an in-between movie. I, for f- me. I felt like it, it was as a transition to like whatever comes next. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Like I said last week, it was like an epilogue more than anything. Yeah. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, and they, they do some interesting things with the, the Spider-Man character uh, to make him fit in the MCU more. I guess, well, yeah, again, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I do know that this, this last movie ended the, the current deal that, that uh, I guess Disney and Sony had together, so they'll have to renegotiate uh, to be able to like share their <laughs> the universes anymore. But so it, it is possible that, that like the next Spider-Man movie, like all this other shit goes right out the window. Uh, all the, That'll never happen. No, I think he's he's too tied into to everything now, and also this movie's made almost a billion dollars already. Um, so I think Sony's going to want to. Not jeopardize that, uh, you know. I I'm curious about how the actual deal works, though, as far as like, are, are they licensing the MCU stuff? Like, where where's like the pay sh- like split there? Um, or if it's it's more for Marvel to be like, okay, like we we won't charge that much for like, uh, or Sony's like we won't charge that much for using Spider Man. Um, knowing that because it's tied in the MCU, we're going to get a lot more theaters or a lot more people in the seats. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it seems it is. It's, I, I don't know. I just find it fascinating that, that there is this deal in place because it just works for everybody. You know, these, mm-hmm. these rival studios, although it's hard to think of anybody that, that is, as a rival to the Disney machine these days. Jesus, I know. Yeah. Uh, at least or Disney could just tell Sony to screw it. We'll, we're gonna do night monkey movies now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do our own <laughs> night monkeys with blackjack and hookers. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I again, I enjoyed all of it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, to go into that, so I like Sony makes all the money off this movie, right? Um, and I would imagine at least the the large, the majority of it for sure. Yeah, like I'm wondering any other movie that Disney gets is more upfront. Like we're paying this for the services of. Kevin Vahey or whoever it is. And then, yeah, we'll let you use uh, Nick Fury and whoever else. I don't want to spoil any other people who show up. I don't remember at the time. But, like, you know, Nick Fury. And then, yeah, you let us use Spider- it's, Yeah, it's probably just that. Like, they get most of the money for this, but then the Avengers, Disney gets that money. Like, I... Yeah, maybe maybe, more, of a, maybe more of a tit-for-tat, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that's not working out for both of them. So, yeah, ho- yeah hopefully yeah. They, they continue on. Because, yeah, the first Spider-Man had Iron Man and everything in it, too, right? So that's, yeah. we're giving you our best guy. You let us use your best guy. and Yeah. Or your only guy. <laughs> True. Yeah, so only guy. <laughs> uh, but he is pretty much the biggest Marvel character ever, so it's a good one guy to have. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, if you're gonna have one, yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, um, you know, just uh, a lot of stuff I like about this. Of people that are Spider Man fans, um, like from the comics, I, I think you'll enjoy this uh, as much, if not more, than the Homecoming. Um, oh yeah, this one is more about them as kids, like. This is the youngest that Spider-Man and like MJ have ever been, um, yeah. and they I think they they both do a really good job of doing like the awkward teen uh, shtick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's it's really enjoyable to watch as opposed to like I don't know I, I, you know again I, I, Andrew Garfield was fine, um, mm, I but know. he's I never saw any of those movies. <laughs> But yeah, he looks a little bit older. Same thing with Tobey Maguire. Just looks a little too. But but then again, like in the first Spider-Man movie, he's like in college after the first like twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked all that. Um, I liked the villain well, in this. I think he's in high school the whole time, no? Hmm. Well, Andrew Garfield's character, I think, is in high school the whole time. Yeah. No, but even Tobey Maguire, the first one, isn't he in high school the whole time? No. No, because no. then he's roommates with the, yeah. Uh, Osborne. I thought that was the second one already. Okay. No, it's the second one they live. The second one he like moves into that shithole or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. Rent. <laughs> yeah. Pay rent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah get, that, uh, the Russian from Air Force One. <laughs> that's the the first pilot is the uh, his landlord. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, villain was good. The action was okay. I mean, it's fun seeing Spider Man do his thing, but. Well, a lot of it was just kind of a big CGI clusterfuck, which is probably the biggest knock against these Marvel movies. Um, but in this one, I think it's warranted. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, um, yeah. it's just like you, you like going back to like Endgame. It's like yeah, all this cool shit's going on, but I'm like, as I'm watching, I'm just trying to pick out what individual people are doing. It's like oh yeah, like I want to see what this character is doing. Less of like, oh yeah, that was a cool punch, flip kick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's more about seeing the characters be badass than doing badass things. Uh, for me, anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, Marissa Tomei has made some kind of deal with the devil. <laughs> uh, she was with Costanza. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I I totally recommend this movie. Uh, I, I will say one thing. This is not a spoiler. When he's swinging through New York City at the end, just kind of having fun, I could watch that all day long. Like, they did it at the end of the Tobey Maguire one, too, right? Whenever he's just swinging through the city, just like hooting and hollering, I can just watch that all day. I'm telling you, you got to play Spider-Man on PS4. I know. that's, like, all of it. <laughs> I know. I guess the, the, I wish it's on Xbox. They're saying there was a, that swing at the end, there was a reference to the video game, the Vigi game. Oh, really? Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, uh, we well, haven't seen it. Watch it. Cell phone in the game too, in some cutscenes. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, we'll have to. The, uh, can't talk about the, the first, the the first five minutes of that movie cracked me up. By the way. The, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, uh, in memory. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like Kevin Smith says, that's like one of the most expensive songs to put in a movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> because it's like you know you have to talk to the Dolly Parton estate, you got to talk to the oh, that's right the Houston yeah, estate. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. I didn't say what the song is. You guys got to figure it out from that. But nine to five. <laughs> Working nine to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, again, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know how many times I can say that. Uh, go watch it, people, if you haven't seen it. Uh, moving on to something else that I saw. Uh, first couple episodes of Titans on the, the DC streaming service. I think I talked about... Uh, fuck Batman. Yeah, fuck Batman. Uh, I think I talked about... Uh, what was it? Uh, Young Justice Season 3. Uh, still good. But yeah, I watched the first couple episodes of Titans... And they're they're ratcheting up the whole MCU thing up a notch. Um, they go out of the way to say the F word, just so show how edgy they are. Um, and it's super violent. But uh, if you like Teen Titans, uh, I pretty much recommend this. Um, it's definitely a different take. They they definitely cut out a lot of the teen part of it. Uh, but at least some of those characters. Um, it. Gives me a little hope for whatever is coming from this DC streaming service. Uh, I mean, animation takes a long time, so I don't expect a season four for Young Justice anytime soon. But I heard they already canceled Swamp Thing. I heard they already canceled that. I also heard that it was like the most like disturbing, like the goriest TV show ever made. <laughs> so I definitely want to check that out. But yeah, yeah it's a bummer that they they canceled it. If if it's any good, uh, so I have to give that a shot. Um, still want to watch Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, With Brendan Fraser. So I feel like I just want to wait for all these things to build up a library and then just like pay for DC yeah, Online for like a month or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 get the free month. Then <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how they they strung they strung it out, the bastards. I know for at least uh, Young Justice. I don't know about Titans, where they they release the episodes weekly. So they at least get you hooked for, I don't know, a couple months. Or maybe they take a break in between or something like that. But, uh, yeah, good stuff at least from these two shows so far. Um, Titans has, like, nobody in it. There's, like, Sherilyn Fenn, if you know who that is. And I did not Mm. recognize any of these other actors. Other than, like, Minka Kelly. Uh, Maybe they're not actors. Maybe it really is mm, Robin. Yeah. Could be. Mm, Could be. Just... Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, or or they got the guy out of uh, Batman and Robin. Jogalev. Chris O'Donnell. Oh. And finally, I think I might have mentioned this last week, but I watched part of the new Robin Hood movie. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, but I was Why supposed did to you add... do that to yourself? <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's basically what the... Another person said to me when I told them that I watched Pundit. <laughs> but I basically had it on again in the background and basically caught the gist of the whole thing. And, whew, this movie is not good. Uh, it's Taron Edger- Egerton. Egerton? The guy that, Uncle Owen? No. This is the guy that oh, played... Uh, uh, yeah, from the... He's from the Kingsman. Pacific Rim. Oh, that guy. Oh, Kingsman. The Kingsman. He recently played Elton John. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's Robin Hood here, and they they basically took this, like they they tried to make uh, apply a modern concept to it, where it was like 
the beginning of the movie they're in Jerusalem, but it's like Fallujah, <laughs> and there's like guerrilla tactics, and there's there's Muslims with uh, like automatic crossbows, like pinning people down, like they're snipers, and this movie just made no Jeez, sense. Yeah, and then they go back to Nottingham, and it's just like giant city with foundry and glass, and everybody's wearing like leather jackets, and it was just it made no sense. Uh, and again, not it was not good. <laughs> little John was actually a little person. Little John was actually Jamie Fox, who must have gotten a hell of a payday what? for this movie. Because <laughs> in all the trailers, I thought he was playing uh, what you call it. Well, they kind of com- Morgan, they kinda, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, they yeah, kind of com- they kind of combined <laughs> it. Where they like uh, told him his name and he couldn't. And Robin couldn't pronounce it, so he's like, oh, just call me John. And it's like, her, 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 I get it. Uh, her, her. By the way, you just convinced me to add Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves to my list. There you so. go. There you go. Top five accents. Okay. Top, top five most convincing tights. accents. You gotta do Robin Hood and then follow immediately the next week is Men in Tights. <laughs> Robin Men in Tights might be the best Robin Hood movie since, like, the Disney one. The, uh... The animated one with the, with the anthropomorphic animals. Yep, that the fucks. And then after that, it's like Arrow Flynn. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything else between that is pretty much garbage. Because yeah, the Russell Crowe one definitely wasn't good. Uh, this one was not good. Um, I vaguely remember like a BBC one that might have been okay. Anyway. I don't. I don't think it was. So... Yep, that's all I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, I do not recommend Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Uh, Alex, anything you want to talk about? Uh, nope. Yeah. Go to Taqueria de Perlas. Taqueria. awesome. Tacos of, tacos of the dogs. Got it. Dog fart tacos. Oh, jeez. Right, Jeff, anything you want I to took talk? Spanish one. All right. Um, <laughs> I saw... I'm, see, I'm in the halfway through Stranger Things Season 3. So far, so good. Speaking of Robin Hood Men in Tights, Carrie Elwes is in it this season. Oh, ah. uh, yeah. I did finish season three. Okay. Still need awesome. to finish season two. And, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was not looking forward to season three at all because I liked the ending of season two. And I'm like, okay, let's just leave. Let's. I like it when stories end and there's a satisfying ending. Okay. And then when season they announced season three, and I saw the trailer, I'm like, "Ugh, this doesn't look very good." But I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, like they they really hit their stride with this season. It's just nonstop. It's great pacing, great story, great characters. It's awesome. They got they got a Terminator lookalike dude walking around. <laughs> yeah. All, right, yeah. All the '80s references and everything would normally be is like, okay, this is way too fucking much. But <laughs> with this whole season, it's like I didn't care. It was so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But now um, I really hope that they don't do a season four because it's not going to be the. It's not. It can't be as good as this. They just can't. No, they're going to do season four. They're going to do season five. They're going to do it until they're thirty years old. Ugh. <laughs> Especially because Netflix is losing all its property because all the companies are starting their own streaming services and taking their shit back. So again, yeah. it's it's half that and half Netflix shedding all the stuff that isn't theirs because they they only want stuff that they produce directly. So like the revenue is I don't know what the term is like vertical. 
Yeah. But I know, like, NBC is, like, getting friends back and office back and stuff like that, right? It's because they're going to do their service coming up. and I Well, they know. can keep friends. I know, but for you, but I know a lot of people who like friends. Mm. I hate friends. <laughs> I, I like stories. <laughs> All right, that's it. So let's uh, we're going to do a new thing with AFI, as we uh, teased last week. Uh, now we're going to do... The list is called AFI's 100 Greatest Heroes and Villains. And so the list goes to 50, and for every number, there's a, there's a villain and there's a hero. And we're going to go from 50 all the way down. We'll do five an episode, uh, so there'll be 10 total. And I'm just going to kind of give some hints, and these guys are going to try to guess them. So you guys ready? You guys want to do villain first or hero first? Mm, villain. Start with the dark side. Okay. So the dark side, and I may have given you guys this one last week. I don't know if you remember. I do not. Count uh, Dooku. Okay, uh, like a crooked cop. The red lieutenant. No. Uh, Maniac oh. cop. <laughs> Top fifty villains of all time. Maniac yeah. cop. Uh, <laughs> well, crooked it's in the name. Crooked cop. This villain. Uh. Um. Yeah, I mean, you don't know, you don't realize he's the villain until as the movie unfolds. Um, the Riggs. I didn't know you liked to get wet. Oh, from Training Day. Yes. Denzel Washington. Washington, I believe it's pronounced. Yeah. His character is Alonzo Harris. Yes, Denzel Washington's character from Training Day. I've actually never seen that movie. Oh, that's actually one we. Have. I just, I'm I really just know the, I just know it from like the Jay Farrow impressions. Yeah, hand clap. It's, 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 it's a hard watch, but it's a good watch. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, uh, this hero is. Um, uh, think of your one of your high school classes. Ferris Bueller. Me. No, the a <laughs> class that all three of us. <laughs> Took. Mark Antony. Well, you're on the right track. Hercules. Uh, Julius, Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are on the oh, right Spartacus. track. Oh, Spartacus. Nope. Ben Hur. Still on the right track. Judah Ben Hur. Um, what'd you say? Judah Ben Hur. <laughs> no. He is father of a murdered son. Oh, Marcus. Hus- no, this, uh, I don't know. Marcus Aurelius, whatever. No. General Maximus Decimus Meridius. Commodus. <laughs> Commodus. Grubus. Commodius. That would be, yes, Maximus from Gladiator, Russell Crowe's character. All right. On to 49. James Bond villain. Jaws. He kills people. <laughs> no, it's not Jaws. Uh, Goldfinger. <laughs> it's Goldfinger. Alric Goldfinger. <laughs> Eric Burfinger. I've never seen that movie, so Gerfinger. I couldn't give you a better hint than that. Um, all right, forty nine. Uh, I don't even know what it's. Um, AIDS. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Uh, I, I don't know if it's him or it's Philadelphia. Washington. Yeah, but with the character, I've never seen it. Bruce so. Springsteen. Uh, Andrew Beckett. Is that Tom Hanks or Denzel? Probably. Okay. Andrew Beckett from Philadelphia. On the streets of mm. Philadelphia. 
Um, all right, forty-eight villain. Oh, like I've seen the movie, but I don't know which character this is. Um, no, I got it. I should like write no- notes before next time. I'll write <laughs> stuff beforehand. What's this god? Uh, the Sasha. <laughs> The, the the greatest trick the devil ever played. Kaiser Shose. But it's not him. But maybe it is. I don't remember. Uh, verbal is Kint. It verbal? Verbal, verbal Kit. Yeah. Which one was he? Oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Oh, okay. So he's the same person? Yeah. Kaiser <gasps> Spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Um, 48. Okay. He was the villain in a different movie. What's the villain in a different movie? Oh, so the, he... Scorpion, the Scorpion King. <laughs> so he's the hero in this, but he was the main villain in another movie. Villain to hero. And that's to say we talked about him today in our episode, in our podcast. Xena, Warrior Princess. We did not talk about her, and no, it's not that. Oh. Loki? We did not talk about Loki. Yeah. Well, we talked about the MCU. Spider-Man. I mean, Scott's always thinking about well, Loki. Oh, yeah. So Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Confused. Yes. Tom Hiddleston's Loki. <laughs> Spider-Man. No. Um, he, went from, he went from villain to hero? Yeah. Darth Vader? The name of the... <laughs> no. The name <laughs> of the character is the name of the movie. Solo? Mad Max? Um, <laughs> you want to go with him if you want to live. Uh, <laughs> the T-800. T- yeah. I got to come up with like more in-between hints because it's like nothing and then just <laughs> the give it away. Give it away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 47. This is taking forever. Um, yeah. Maybe stop at 45. Drugs. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, Tony Montana. No, is this the end of vi- but you're but but you're very close. This is villains, right? Yeah, drugs. It's not Tony Montana. Yeah, but that's I'm confused. <laughs> Wait, maybe it's the original Scarface. Yeah, it says Scarface, but it says Tony Comante. Oh is yeah, the, it could be the original because I know there's a black and white Scarface. Yeah, and they probably change it from like a Italian to a Cuban name, and yeah. So we'll say it's the original Scarface. Mine. If I click on it, what the fuck, man? No, it says Al Pacino. Ooh. What the hell? Oh, hold on. Now, we, now we gotta look this up. Oh, sorry, folks, for the stimulating. Robert Loggia. <laughs> Come on, Tony. No, Tony. Oh. Tony, oh, yeah. did you think before distributing this drugs that it would affect the lives of American pilots? Oh, yeah, it's not. This is like bullshit. <laughs> Sounds like it. All right, I'll look this up offline, and I'll, I'll report to you guys um, later. All right, number. <laughs> of, oh, so so forty-seven hero. Uh, I don't know this movie. Uh, it stars Meryl Streep and Kurt Russell and Cher. Directed by Mike Nichols. Written by Nora Ephron and Alice Arlen. 
Okay. It is... Bird on a Wire? Karen Silkwood in Silkwood. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. Heard about that, the whole Silkwood shower thing. Yeah, never. Ugh. All right, we're going to end strong here. 46. Uh, I would say greatest villain of all time. Top three, at least. L- Lopan. No. No. What? Lex Luthor. It's right there, those guys. Lex Luthor? Uh, no. Uh, Max Luthor. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, Bill Clay. Yes. <laughs> Clay. Bill Clay. Hans Gruber from <laughs> Die Hard. At number 46. Yippee ki that's, that's too low, by the way. I would Go agree. back like to I bullshit. Said, I think he's top five. Yeah, so. yeah. Serio. Number 46 hero. Um... John McClane. No. Uh, come on. Uh, just the comic book. He's a comic book character. Swamp Thing. Nope. What's the date on this list, Jeff? The date? Um... Originally aired 2003. Okay. So Marvel uh, MCU did not exist. Yeah, uh, Superman. Like Spider-Man. But this would still probably be ahead of those. Soups. Nope. Bats. Spidey. Bats. Batman and Batman. All right. That's it. That went long. We'll do... <laughs> Maybe we'll clean this up a little bit next time. But that's yeah. it. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.